I'm Marty Dodson. And I'm Clay Mills. Welcome to Songtown on Songwriting. Hey, I've got Clay Mills in the Zoom room today. Uh, we've got a class coming up starting May 9th that's going to be on writing to tracks, which we think is one of the most important skills that you can have these days as a songwriter because that's where pop music has been there for a long time. Country's going there very rapidly. And so it's just a, a hugely important topic. So, Clay, you want to kick us off and tell us why you think it's so important to learn to do that? Yeah, so if you're not, you know, familiar with the term writing to tracks or top lining, it's it's basically this. If Marty and I go into a writing session and we have a track guy in the room, um, we might have an artist in the room, and then we're top lining with on top of that track. So the the great thing about it is instantly if there's a track guy in the room who's got this loop going um, and he's created maybe an eight bar 16 bar kind of phrase it can be inspiring you know you hear this cool vibe and you go oh wow and then you pull out your ideas for song titles and you're writing to it then as the session's going along and you're writing the artist is singing they're writing melody or sometimes lyrics depending on their skills and by the end of the session the track guy has got probably a pretty close to finished track, you know, and the vocalist can lay down a vocal. Then the next morning when I get up, you know, I've got a, a completed demo in my inbox from the track guy. And so I, I think that's one scenario of, of writing to tracks. The other way is I see a lot of people these days going to sites. Um, and this is a little less organic, but they're going to sites that sell tracks and they're putting, you know, they're top lining on top of those tracks. And that's cool. That can be a good way to get into it. Um, but it doesn't really happen organically because the track's not being developed while you're in the room. So you have to understand that you might be locked into the chord changes that are on the track. Um, so they're just kind of different animals. Is that yeah, kind of your think, experience? Yeah, I, th I think when you when you purchase a track, you're in, in a lot of ways locked into a, a scenario unless you're able to manipulate the track yourself. So if you yeah. or somebody you're working with has the ability to chop the track up, then you can make changes and make the second verse shorter and, you know, do things you want to do. But the other situation you described happened to me this morning. You know, we came in to do a sync right. Uh, I had an idea. The artist had a um, some melody stuff going on. The guy working, doing the producing in the track um, started building that while we were working on the song. Uh, he he would check in to say, hey, is this work for the melody? You guys having the verse? And and by the time we were done, he had a, pretty much a, a track that she could sing to. And so we're well on our way. But that skill, of, you know, and another way I think that you didn't mention is that a lot of times um, a track guy or a track girl, who, you know, whoever is creating the track will come in with something that becomes the inspiration for the song, but it changes a lot. So mm -hmm. maybe we go, yeah, we really love that feel and we love those chord changes for the verse, but you know, let's change it up. And right. so that's, that to me is an ideal situation where you've got something to, to start from, but then you can go from there and kind of customize it to how you want it to be. Right. And I guess we also need to mention that there are track guys or track girls that will sitting a, sit in a room with you and maybe write um, and everyone in the room has a guitar or some, maybe somebody's got a piano and you might write traditionally 
and some track people will go home and produce the track you know later that day and it's more of a traditional writing session but then the track person in the room will go home and create a track um, so that that's the the third way I see that happening um, of all these things I think the most important thing is that that track when you're starting with the track is going to create a vibe so if you're just ordering off a generic site sometimes you really got to be careful because first of all there might be 2,000 people that have downloaded that same track the other thing is that you know it's real hard you know our plugger Rana Reeves told us that um, her biggest problem when she gets demos from people is making sure they're not cheesy because if she goes out on the street and pitches a track that's cheesy it just gets thrown back at her not literally but um, it's it's you know it, it makes her look bad so that's one reason we did this writing to tracks course is to teach you how to write better to existing tracks but also to get tracks we you know we hired 10 track guys that are in the business and track girls um, they're in the business so they know what sound is cool what sound sound is fresh what has a vibe to it and so there's not going to be that chance of getting a cheesy track and and that's what i want people to to understand is it's competitive and when someone in a record company or a producer is listening to your song if your track is cheesy you're dead in the water you know it's better to not have a track and just be basic with you know maybe a loop and a guitar or, or even a guitar vocal if it's done well that's better than having a produced cheesy track yeah absolutely i think and we it, should do a whole episode on cheesy tracks how do we, we are going to do one <laughs> we're going to talk about that um yeah i mean so I, i'll to bring it to a practical level one thing that happened to me was one time i got invited to go to a songwriting retreat or camp and i show up at this camp and they said and i'm primarily a lyricist and so they said, okay, Marty, you're a top liner. So you go with this person and this person. And so I'll get in the room with those people. And I'm like, they called me something out there and I'm not sure what it was. <laughs> they said I was a top liner and, and they so said- So this has been a while, right? It's been a while. Yeah, yeah, it's probably been about 10 years. In fact, last week's podcast was with Shane Stevens, who was the guy that I, that I was in that scenario right. with. Um, but I said, what is a top liner? And they said, oh, that's, the person who writes the melody and the lyric over a track. And I was kind of embarrassed because I didn't even know what that was, much less how to do it. And so they helped me in that session kind of learn how to interpret the track and listen for when the verse might come in and when the chorus comes in and, and those kinds of things. But that was something that I had been writing for more than 10 years and had never encountered that scenario and then i get into this writing camp and i'm like oh my goodness i'm in over my head because i don't even know the terminology for this and you know so in this class in addition to getting tracks from people that are currently having hits um we're going to be having instructors and you and i are going to be talking about how to do that how to approach a track how to listen to it and see what you feel and then take those feelings and match ideas to that. You know, so it's going to be helpful for lyricists and 
for true top top liners that that know what they're doing uh, you're going to get some great tracks but you're also going to get some instruction on what to do with those tracks and how to be creative and the other the coolest thing to me about this class is that you get to hear a whole bunch of different people writing a song to the same couple of tracks each week yes yes and so you get to see how different people approached it and you know, it, it's often that, you know, 50% of the people approach it kind of the same way. And, but then you've got 50% of the people that are maybe coming in at a different time or they're doing, you know, they're doing something unexpected. And that can really be a great learning experience for people to go, okay, there's not just one way to approach any given track that you have. Yeah, and that was one thing Sarah Davis said. Uh, Sarah, if you don't know her, was a writer on the big song ABCDEFU with um, the artist Gail. They met in Songtown, and Sarah took this very course we're talking about, writing to tracks, and she she brought that up um, the other day. She said that, you know, it just blew my mind that every we all had the same tracks, but everyone came up with different melodies, different words, different rhythms, different ideas. And I think that's the part that really opens your eyes because a lot of times we write and we think we're ro- kind of locked into this thing we got in our head. And I think to be a really high functioning songwriter where you're really mastering your skills, you have to have the ability to switch, you know, okay, maybe this melody I'm hearing is a little cheesy. Boom, let's switch over and try something I haven't heard before. And I think this class, you know, I love it too because. I like to see how other people approach these puzzles. You know, I look at a track and I think of it as a puzzle and I have my ways, you know, I've got a lot of experience. I've got my ways of solving that puzzle. But every time we do the class, I hear another way or two that I never would have thought of. And that that's what I love about the class. Yeah, Sarah took this very class and said she credits this class with with helping her learn a new skill that that really yeah. um, helped her um, succeed in the pop world. You know, and that song was big, number one pop worldwide hit. So it's you know I think it, whether you're a lyricist or a melody person or a track person yourself, I think there's going to be a lot you can learn. Our other instructor is going to be Shelly Pikin, who's had a number of great big pop hits. And both uh, Sarah and Shelly are going to be talking about their approaches to to writing to tracks. And then you and I are going to be talking about ours as well. You come from it from you are a track person yourself. You're a producer, track mm-hmm. person. And so you come at it from a different angle than I come at it as primarily a lyricist. But it's just for me, it's been really helpful to learn to write to tracks because it gets me out of my usual pattern. So if I'm limited to the things I can play on the guitar or things that I can sing, you know, just off the top of my head, then my writing is, is much more limited than if I can take a track and go, okay, well, let me, let me reimagine. And even if I don't write a melody, if I'm just writing phrasing to that, you know, if I'm figuring out where the words could land, it's just been a super helpful skill to me as a lyricist. Yeah, I'm always amazed. Um, somebody was asking me the other day, they were like, I'm a lyricist, should I take your melody class? This was when we were doing a melody class a while back. And I have a lot, I encourage lyricists to take melody classes. One, you're going to learn to speak the language of melody. So when you're in a co-write, 
or you're trying to co-write to a track with an artist, um, you've got to be able to speak that language of melody that they're used to, even if you're not coming up with the notes yourself. Um, you know, you can learn tricks and techniques and you can learn the rise and fall of how the arc of a song should be put together. Um, and that will all help you as a lyricist. Um, and so, I mean, I, I'm just, I think it's, it's great. A lot of times we get encouraged, okay, I'm a lyricist, so I should just focus on that. But I think you also at the same time have to spend at least five or 10% of your time trying to learn what the other team is doing so that you can contribute a little more. Yeah. And I mean, for me, I, I look at it like investing in learning about melody and phrasing is investing in my lyric writing. It, it's like, it, yeah. it's another skill that can make me a better lyricist. It's not that I'm trying to become a track person or a, a you know, world-class melody writer. It's that learning that language and learning about that, area of songwriting helps me become a better lyricist yeah so and so i don't want this to sound like a advertisement for our class they just kind of overlap this week and but i do want to say there's some really from a melodic standpoint there's a lot of things to writing the tracks that have changed melody um, one thing is often when you're writing to a track there's not a lot of you know chord changes that you're, you know, the, the fifth chord of the chorus is not going to go to this out thing. And then, you know, it, it's, it's going to be like 90% of the time, it's going to be similar chord changes in your verse and chorus. So the only thing you have as a tool of contrast are your lyrics and your melody. So you don't have the benefit of contrasting um, chords. So that rhythm of your melody becomes important. Where you start, say if your verse, you start every line right after the downbeat of the bar. When you get to the chorus, don't do that. Start ahead of the downbeat of the bar when you get, do a little wind up. Um, melodic things, your, your range. If, if you've got a money note in your chorus, that's that sweet spot of the chorus don't do it in the verse so I, I think you you have to start paying attention to all of these melody things that we used to be able to get away with not doing sometimes because we had chord changes that were more interesting so um, now you better have an interesting rhythm pattern in your verse that is different than your chorus it's just the way it has to be you know you have to have that contrast built into your melody so it's actually making people better melody writers i think and be better rhythmically melody you know melody writers i think than what we've ever had to be before and that's all because of having to write to tracks so that's some of the things i like to talk about when it comes to writing to tracks is that contrast and i don't know i know lyrically um, that's important too. Contrast is like what you live and die on for lyrics as well. I imagine, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I think of it too as you, you know, you to be a well-rounded writer, you have to be able to go in and write when everybody's sitting around with a guitar, or when somebody's playing the piano, or when somebody brings in a track. You know, you have to be able to adapt to those different scenarios because sometimes you might find yourself in a great opportunity 
but it has to happen quick. And maybe one of the people in the room has a track and that you go, okay, that really jump starts us. Let's write to that track, you know? So you want to be able to be flexible and to write in any kind of way that comes up. And, and that to me is where learning to top line, learning to write to tracks can be really helpful. And I think too, that most of us have a, a typical kind of thing we do that if we're not careful, we get into a rut Mm. And that by experimenting with different kinds of tracks and by experimenting, like sometimes I take our tracks um, that we might use for the class and I go, let me see if I can write three songs to this track that are yeah. totally different, you know, and it just challenges me to, to get out of my box. Like, like you said, it challenged me to like, well, let me start it after the beat in the verse and let me start each line on the beat in the chorus. And, and you know, I just experiment and have fun with it in a, in a relaxed kind of way, but it's a great learning experience for me. You know, and people think, oh, they're just saying, you know, making up stuff. I've, I've had people say that to me, you can't put rules in songwriting, but I can tell you this. I went back and looked at every song that I ever had recorded or ever was a hit um, on the chart. Every one of them started their melody lines different at a different spot in the bar, in the verse, in the chorus, everyone. Um, and I went back through my catalog and I looked at it. I'd be like, that's a good song. But Noah didn't do that. So th what I think people don't understand is these days it's so competitive that you pretty much got to have your songs firing on every cylinder to get it through the noise. So if you can learn these things and master these things that, that we talk about in Songtown, it's just going to help you be that much closer. You know, we get great songs sometimes turned in from, from our Vibe City writers at our publishing company and be like, hey, this is a great song, but you got to change where you come in the chorus it, because it's a whole song of starting at the same beat is going to get old and they do it and instantly the song is better. So, um, you know, these are very important techniques. And I just think today it's so crowded, the space, and it, there's so much noise out there that you really got to write at a higher level, I think, than, than what we had to when you and I were starting. Yeah. So we want to challenge you, whether or not you take our class to, to, work on writing to some tracks and exploring, expanding your skills, um, challenging yourself to get outside of the box. Maybe, maybe find a track that is something you would never in the, in a million years come up with something like that, and then try to write a song to that. And I think if you, if you do that and you, you do exercises like that to challenge yourself, you're going to be a better writer because of it. Yeah. And take the class, sign up. It's the link is down below here, down below the podcast and Shelly Pikin. I mean, multi number one songs, written songs for Christina Aguilera, Keith Urban, um, multiple Grammy nominations. Marty and I will be there. Um, you can see Marty's got that wall of plaques behind him there. So he knows what he's talking about. Sarah Davis, number one song in the world um, just in the last six months. So it's going to be a big party, great tracks to write to, great, um, you know, other, I know just from our Songtown community, the people signing up 
are, are good writers to take this course. So you'll have some great potential co-writers in the class. It's going to be a big party. So yeah, the link will be in the show notes. And if you listen to the podcast this far, we're going to let non-members take it for the member price. So if, when you if you click on that link, it'll show a member price and a non-member price. If you're a non-member, we're going to let you take it for the member price because we'd love to have you be a part of the class. Yeah. Take care. We're going to leave you with a song. This is from a listener named Reva K, and it's called California. If you're interested in Songtown, check out the show notes. You can find some books we wrote there on lyric writing, melody writing, co-writing. And we hope you have a great week, and we'll see you next Tuesday. Remember when all the distance We closed in the blink of an eye And all of the dumb promises We kept them the way we keep lies And all of the places so big We mapped them in our minds Nobody could ever keep us from dreaming loud So meet me in California Where I've kept the best of me waiting baby there for ya And in all the pictures it's never as cool As the place we've grown to know I'm counting on it California Plus one for the night through wonders and walls Our wishes are true We map them in our minds Nobody could ever keep us from our dreams now Now meet me in California Where I've kept the best of me Waiting baby there for ya And in all the pictures it's never as cool place we've grown to know I'm counting on it, California Dreamy days under sun with you on my mind It's all that I hoped Now I stare at the sidewalk cracks, not the sky Wishing we'd go to Venice Beach Celebrities, I don't believe in that But no Fantasies from 17 are written on me like an oath. Now meet me in California, where I've kept the best of me waiting, baby, there for ya. And in all the pictures, it's never as cold as the place we've grown to know.